Hello. So, Vandana, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I was going to say, should I cue us in? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Cue us in. Who run the world? Girls. Who run the world? Girls. That's all I have. <laughs> Thank you. I was debating between that and Big Girls Don't Cry. And I was like, mm, Big Girls Don't Cry doesn't really apply here. So, yeah. No. I like I like Beyonce. Thanks. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me three. So, Ishana, can you tell us what the topic is? Because I feel like you can't really get it from just the song. <laughs> our topic today is <laughs> female friendships. And I think I think our we have been waiting to do this one because this is truly what this podcast is built upon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would consider ourselves experts, dare I say, on the topic. Yeah, I would say so. We're nearing our seven our seven year mark. Um, I don't know. So I have this tendency of watching TikTok slash anything on the internet and pretending that it was an article that I read. But I have come across media that has told me that seven years is the length of time that you required. Like the amount of time after if you're friends for seven years, you will be friends for life. Essentially. I believe it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's not true, I've decided to believe it. Okay. I like that too. We should throw a party. Yeah. Where? I think we should. Oh, midpoint? Denver? No. <laughs> Denver. <laughs> midpoint, midpoint on the other side. Tokyo. Nishana's <laughs> 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 L. Um, you guys should know retreat somewhere. Years. I agree. At our 10th episode, we're going to meet up somewhere. I don't know where. That's a good idea. I say Prague. Me too. <laughs> Let's go international. <laughs> we're Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> okay well speaking um, of TikToks, yeah so we kind of came to this right yes so along the same lines of where I get all of my information these days I saw a TikTok which is how a lot of my conversations start these days mm-hmm. um I saw a TikTok of this pretty popular um makeup creator who is South Asian uh, and she was just doing a get ready with me video while she was talking about pretty heavy topics. I'm not going to lie. And one okay. thing she brought up was how she has a lot of friends who are people of color, but none of them are South Asian. And I was looking through the comments and everybody and all of these are brown women uh, mm-hmm. are like, yeah, I just can't be friends with Indian girls. Like they're just so catty. And like some people were in there like, oh, I don't really have a lot of girlfriends because they're like it's just too much drama I'm a guy's girl and I'm like mm, I wonder what this is about <laughs> yeah I mean I I see that a lot too I feel like it's very prevalent in our society which kind of makes me sad because I feel like I'm a self-proclaimed girl girl but like everything from like 10 things I hate about you to even like Hermione and Harry Potter they all which is like I love Harry Potter I know we all love Harry Potter it's it's all very um like guys girl heavy you know mm-hmm. there's not much media portrayal of genuine female friendships which is really sad mm-hmm. or yeah. when there is always in a negative light like yeah take mean girls for example mm-hmm. um and then even in uh 10 things i hate about you there was a click right because of girls yeah and they and were, they were the also girls. girls yeah glee or i mean to go back to harry <laughs> potter like the whole, like, the common issue with J.K. Rowling is that she does everything super stereotypically and kind of, honestly, sometimes offensively. And I think another really good ex- example is um, 
Lavender Brown and Par- Parvati Patil. Yeah. They were just besties, but they were portrayed to be these dumb floozies mm-hmm. who just were always up to something frivolous and no good. With boys, right? But yeah. I think if I was at Hogwarts, realistically, I wouldn't be friends with the Golden Trio. Like, boys? No. I'd yeah. be friends with Lavender and Parvati, and they seem like a Yeah, boy. me too. <laughs> I I value strong female friendships that last years. Their, their friendship would have lasted seven, last seven years before she died, before Lavender died. All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot that she died. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's been sad. I think the moment that really, like, stuck in my head was when, in the sixth book, they were going to go to the divination class with the new cute uh, centaur, and they were, like, curling their eyelashes with their wand, and I was just sitting there thinking, I would 100% do that. If I had a wand, I would definitely try and curl my eyelashes. That's so- yeah, that's yeah. so innovative. Yeah. Wait, also Hermione used her wand to, remember in the fourth book, right before the ball, to unfreeze her hair? She actually used Sneaky D's oh. hair potion. Whatever. But <laughs> I didn't want to be that person. I'm glad you swooped in, Mandana. <laughs> I will always be the book girl. <laughs> I'm a movie girl. Crazy. It's fine. Ishana's also a book girl. We're I am girl. also a book girl, unfortunately. No. But Ishana, to come back to your point about that TikTok that you saw, I feel like it, that also goes into like token diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember in high school, um, the group of friends that I had, it was diverse, but there weren't many South Asians. I think it was me and mm-hmm. one other girl. And it felt like there was only one slot for the two oh. of us. And it felt like oh. underlying competition because there could only be like one token South Asian. It was like an aesthetic, right? So, oh, okay. So do you think that a lot of this competition that brown girls feel, feel with each other is society induced then? I think for sure, right? Um, yeah. If there's only X amount of spots mm-hmm. um, or resources given uh, to like women in general, and then for South Asian women, like there is going to be a competition. Yeah. So I think you mm-hmm. are right. It's just pressures from society. That's so unfortunate. And it's so pervasive too, right? To mm-hmm. see it in media and then yeah. realize that in your friend group, there's only one spot for you. Yeah. That's why it's so sad when you know girls that aren't girls. Girls, like you have resources and you're in a position where you can bring more people in, but mm-hmm. instead they kind of use that. Out. Exactly. Like yeah. gatekeep. Yeah. I guess it also inflates like self-importance as well. True. Probably because they're insecure about their own yeah. standing and whatever yeah. they're in like whether that be mm-hmm. a friend group or even a company for, for instance yeah yeah that's so sad mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of sad to hear a lot about like hear hear this that you you Ishana seeing everything about girls not being happy with South Asian other South Asian girls and your TikToks and then mm-hmm. you feeling that in your high school group I don't know do you think um like do you think it's because of circumstance I know I've heard a lot of girls maybe I think they're excuses like mm-hmm they just fell into a group that was mainly men or they pursued a male-dominated hobby or field. Do you think that's a valid excuse? Because the three of us, we were in STEM. And <laughs> we were in engineering. <laughs> yeah, and we have very strong female friendships, right? We, we sought out female friendships from the beginning. Yeah, really- yeah I never... I never want to hear that being in a male-dominated anything is an excuse for not being a girl's girl because... All three of us are engineers. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we have no guy friends. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Th- F- it- <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. 
all, when we signed up for engineering, knowing that it was a male dominated field, we, we were, the way we became friends was that we joined a living learning community specifically for women in engineering. So we actively sought out those female connections. Yeah. And I think in my own experience, I felt like it's been very much about the energy that I put out. So mm-hmm. maybe in grade school and middle school, I kind of internalized the whole like media portrayal of like, oh, to be a cool girl, you have to be a boy's girl and you can't like girly things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I didn't, I don't think I had many girlfriends growing up um, until I got to high school. And then I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's fine to like pink. Like it's okay that pink and yellow are my favorite colors and I like sparkles. <laughs> and, and that's when I think like I, I really found strong female friendships. You know what mm-hmm. that reminds me of? What? Um, that episode from New Girl where Jess goes off on that oh, other yeah. character where she's like, you know what, just because I wear a bunch of pattern and polka dots doesn't mean I'm not ambitious and creative. And I was like, yeah, Jess, fucking, we're going to beat that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, I yeah. really love that episode yeah. for that specific yeah. reason. You can be feminine and you could still be strong. Yeah. Would and you, you can still have strong female friendships. Would you say that's the first time that you heard something like that in in the media because I can't think of another example of a girl Mm-mm. oh Legally Blonde Other than oh Legally yes Blonde. Legally Blonde an I- iconic yeah. movie yes mm-hmm. but other than that like I think I've seen it but those movies are geared towards those themes right it's yeah. just not in commercial media yeah yeah that was a pivotal show. yeah yeah it was, was it was very pivotal so have you do you guys feel the same way about your experiences like would you say that it was that you you kind of fell into girls groups or did you actively seek it out um when I was in at least elementary to middle school I would so like they would do this I had moved schools a lot um during that time um and so every time the beginning of class they'd be like okay everyone like you know what make sure you exchange your phone number with one other classmate so that you know in case you're absent or something they would like have a little thing I would always gravitate towards another quiet brown girl because I knew she'd be nice to me because she <laughs> looks like me. <laughs> so I used to always seek these people out because they were like kind of my my comfort, you know, comfort area. Like that was my comfort zone. Um, it would always be like another like nerdy brown girl. Um, but in high school, I like wanted to do a little bit more like girly things. So like I tried out for cheer. I did not end up joining the team. Um, but I did want to try out and I thought it would be really fun. Um, but like there was a palpable, like, oh, like a lot of those girls were just like, oh, you're going to do that with those girls. And it was just like, listen, we could be nerdy and have pom-poms. Interesting. So it was also like the quiet girls who were holding you back from joining other groups as well is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they were, they were definitely not holding me back, but I definitely heard like, it felt like judgment. It definitely was very judgmental, but I don't think it was like, because we were still friends. Mm -hmm. It was just that they were judging those other girls also based off of this, like portrayal of what it is to be a a cheerleader or like to be overly girly or like to like those things. And it was just like, you know, I'm not going to join the test team what do you want me to do in high school? <laughs> but do you think they said that out of judgment or do you think they were insecure and projected their insecurities and their inner desires onto you? Like maybe they were told or fed 
that mindset from their parents Mm -hmm. probably almost definitely and I think especially around the things like cheer I think there's a lot of controversial opinions on there I didn't end up doing the team because my mom was like what is cheer and (laughs) you know what honestly I didn't know what to tell her so you know there's a lot of like questions there because it is like a competitive sport it's like it's a lot of work I'm pretty sure they do a lot more work than a lot of people on like a basketball team like that's you're carrying other like 10 other people on your shoulders but it's just seen in a certain way because of how it's portrayed and also a lot of cheer movies are about female friendship and how like there's drama and there's like backstabbing and I think that's like you know that's another reason why my mom was like oh don't join that group but you know and that's also like what we hear a lot like oh like oh you live in a house with nine women that must be a disaster because you guys are probably all fighting all the time oh yeah yeah we hear that a lot for a college house oh really mm-hmm. yeah from, from your peers from not just peers but also like I remember going to my aunt and uncle's house and they were like wow nine girls like that's going to be a lot. Like, are you prepared? And I, I went into the, even though I was living with eight of my friends, I went into that house that fall semester being like, this is going to be a lot. There's going to be drama. Um, can I handle it? It ended up being fine. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. There was no, I can't think of a, you know, I thought it would have been the opposite because nine girls, it'd be clean. People would be responsible. Imagine nine girls versus nine guys. Oh, like, Oh would, my god. Well, I would be way more excited to live with nine girls. Yeah. Imagine the fun that you would have. Well, you don't have to imagine. You'd live I like it. It, <laughs> it was so fun. fun. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think I think with us and our female friendships, we definitely had to like actively break down any unconscious bias that we had mm-hmm. or any like societal pressures to kind of be like, no, I want to find the women in these male dominated spaces or I want to surround myself mm-hmm. with women in to support these women whatever Mm -hmm. decisions or choices they make um whether or not I fit into that kind of like how you're different from how your friends reacted to you joining cheer (laughs) yeah or attempting to attempting to yeah but that's something that's learned right like I I think that maybe when I was younger I definitely probably closed closed myself off from people who were going to do different things than I did and yeah yeah part of forming strong friendships is not doing that um so you said you put an active effort yeah um, to change the type of people that you were surrounded by or even just like change myself okay yeah your mindset my mindset and then that led me to finding I guess different people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense I think for me maybe like looking back in hindsight maybe I put in some effort but I think it was also just by circumstance in Mm -hmm. high school the friends that I had then I'm still friends with them but Mm -hmm. I think I was friends with them because of circumstance Mm -hmm. and where we grew up. So now that we grew apart during college, those friendships aren't as strong. I guess that's with most people, right? Like your friendships from middle school or elementary school, they're not going to be as, um, what's the right word? Like, like they won't be quality friendships just because like, Mm -hmm. or prevalent or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so even the friends that I have from high school, we're not really in touch all that much. But the friends that I've made in college, I feel like those those were my defining years. Mm-hmm. And because of Delk and PSR, I was Which surrounded by yeah, PSR yeah. was our living learning community and Phi Sigma Rho was 
the sorority that Delk was our living learning community. PSR. And that was the sorority that Wanda and I were in. Yes. Um, so I think I put an active effort to join those orgs, but because I was constantly surrounded by those friends, the rest of it didn't really take all that much effort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And then now looking back, all of my strongest friendships are with other women. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Easily. I think it's just so much easier to connect with other women. Yeah. Yeah. I one hand, the amount of guy friends that I have. And um, maybe <laughs> like if I chopped off four fingers, <laughs> three fingers, I'd be able to count. <laughs> I could still count all the guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They know who they are. <laughs> Um, but. it's funny that you guys brought up PSR because I was not in PSR, but I was basically I was just surrounded by this You were PSR at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Honorary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honorary. And you know what? It was you delightful. All of the mixers. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was delightful. I had so much fun. And but like a lot of people <laughs> have these pre- if you go to Rutgers, join the Zai Hi chapter of Five Sigma Row. I think you guys need to go take that test again what What test test? oh you didn't know the chapter oh well okay I know it's xi I don't know how that's pronounced anymore oh no clue I'll bring out the Greek alphabet right now (laughs) oh my god my brother sang me the Greek okay this is um, irrelevant Um, (laughs) um, what were you saying earlier I was gonna say um (laughs) I was going to say, I was distracted by my brother becoming a frat bro. Um, I was going to say that people had a very poor, I think, like, idea of PSR. I think people kind of regarded it as, like, I don't know. It was, like, a social sorority, sure. But I think people just didn't take it as seriously as other organizations. And I think, in general, sororities have, like, a bad rap for being problematic. And I'm sure, like, you know, for other reasons, that could be the case. Um in some institutions um but you know why (laughs) why I think it's delightful do you think that people are unconsciously uncomfortable with strong women succeeding because that was what PSR was right It, it was one of the few orgs in the school of engineering that was all women and for the most part it was women who were supporting each other through their classes still having a very active social life and still mm-hmm. having a very active, you know, they weren't, they weren't just stereotypically engineers, right? They did everything. And I feel like sometimes that would make other people uncomfortable. And I think that might be where the hatred was from. And if you aren't able to experience like the joy that comes with having female friends or women supporting women, maybe, maybe that's why they were hating it because they couldn't be part of it. <laughs> Our average was so low. Wait, (laughs) I I was, I didn't know that. (laughs) Wait, just remember, just only talk about your year. Graduating, right? I think my junior year when I was on board, it was like two point nine or two point six. I was never on board. (laughs) I should not. I was that low. It was much higher. I think it was much higher when we first joined, or when you first joined, Kaya. We had like we had when we first joined when I joined. I joined before. <laughs> this is a sensitive topic. Both of you. <laughs> okay, 
Michelle is part of it. It's fine. She knows the hand sign, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It, when I joined, it was like, I remember my bigs and grand bigs, they were like 4.0s. And I was like, oh. who brought it down? Our class. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I would say we're mediocre. No, no okay. We were towards the well, I guess on um for Panhell we were on the lower end, but also we were STEM. Yeah, the other words weren't. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. We're getting off. Okay, and maybe not academically, but we were all getting internships, like pretty coveted internships. Yeah, and for a sorority that was social, I feel like we did really well. Yeah, and within engineering and even the other professional orgs, there were or orgs that were co-ed. Um, mainly professional where, you know, that support system was missing maybe because they were co-ed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like fighting for the spots. Yeah, The exactly. women fighting for the spots, like you said. Yeah. And not just for like academic spots, right? Yeah. Even in terms of friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. I do remember people are getting a lot of heat, um, from the community, um, <laughs> for no reason. And I think it was, like you said, I think people were just uncomfortable with a strong female friend group or organization that was uplifting each other yeah yeah look at us now tightest friend group ever yeah starting podcasts doing yeah doing big things traveling the southern california region and also the the, yeah. the u.s yeah right? southern u.s mainly southern u.s we went to tennessee oh Maybe yeah, yeah. Tennessee. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're taking the South by a storm. We went to Brown Girls, Brown Town, Wigs, and Mandy. <laughs> Shout out to Mandy. Also in PSR. Yes. Another strong female friendship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was definitely yeah. like a learned behavior, and we definitely mm-hmm. put intentions out into the world to develop strong female friendships with yeah. other South Asian women specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's. It's definitely a learned behavior, and I'm so happy I learned it. Same. My mm-hmm. life is so much better because of it. What do you guys think uh, of when people say brown women specifically are toxic? Do you think that has any, like, validity, or is that, like, something that's just universal and, like, brown girls just say that to each other just, you know, as, like, a co- – like, it's, like, a confirmation bias kind of thing? Like, if – or no, not that. If it's, like, the only thing that you see – of course, okay. you're going to think it's the most toxic. I have a very strong opinion on this, and I know mm-hmm. both of you have heard me say it. If I've said it mm-hmm. once, I've said it a million times before, and it's that people don't like brown women, specifically like the brown community actively mm-hmm. puts down brown women. Yeah, that's and true. It's a, I hate to say it, but I do think it is somewhat of a cultural thing. Like, people are taught that brown women are less than whether that be like in what they accomplish or their looks mm-hmm. etc cetera, etc cetera. and I remember saying this once to my parents and my parents being like you know India has the second most Miss Universes and Miss Worlds in the globe <laughs> and, you think about it and you're like oh yeah they do so it's obviously not true but we have how many billion people in the world like if you're going to compare how many, how many, what's our population? 1.6 We're the million? second most populated yeah. country. Exactly. Yeah. So if we do have the most Miss World, did you say? Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe it's just because of there's the a population. lot of us. Yeah. Well, they, they were saying it as in, like, you shouldn't take down brown women. Like, obviously, there's. But that's, like, I think it takes away from the issue, right? Oh, yeah. You think so? I think so, right? I like, guess, yeah, it, it makes it seem like that it's not an issue. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think most I mean, of the women that I know are beautiful, but I think we're not portrayed mm-hmm. to be appealing. We're a double minority, right? Yeah. So brown yeah. men, I feel like they're not fetishized, but other people outside from our community find them attractive. But mm-hmm. when it comes to brown women, that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something weird. And then I'm like, I don't even want this attention. Yeah. yeah. So I think all of that kind of feeds in to the competition with within the brown community or within the brown women community as mm-hmm. well yeah so it's like it's like brown women have to fight two times three times as hard mm-hmm. as a brown man or as a, a mm-hmm. different race of woman um like a asian or white east asian or white woman mm-hmm. um and i think that probably is what feeds the competition um that people talk about like you said mm-hmm. before, there was like oh, there's only specific amount of spots, quote unquote, spots available for us. Yeah, um, and so so that's where the competition comes into play, and maybe that's why people mm-hmm. find South Asian women toxic. Maybe. Yeah, toxic or toxic or not laid back. Not laid. I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we're apparently not chill enough. <gasps> right, that's a stereotype where brown yes. are chill. Yeah, I'm chill. I am not chill, and I am proud of it. Okay to not be chill. No, I am absolutely not chill. The number of times I've been called a tryhard, it's not even an insult anymore. (laughs) I do try hard, okay? There's nothing wrong with Yeah, I don't think either of us are chill, but it's sad that we can't, like, there there are reasons, right, why we aren't as chill. We have to be triggered all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think once you once you realize that and you're okay with the fact that you or once you realize that everyone is working hard and you mm-hmm. appreciate how they're working hard, that's when you can find like the close friendships and that's when you can really truly support someone because you're not thinking yeah. like, oh they're I'm trying harder or I'm doing more. Why why am I not being that why I'm at, why am I not in the same place as them? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? I think so. You know, now that you bring this up, I was also thinking about, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, I feel like, I don't know if this is prevalent in other communities, because obviously I've only grown up in one community, um, but I feel like um, there's a lot more competition in the brown community. They'll be like, oh, like, so-and-so's daughter did this. Why can't you do this? Or how come you haven't already done this? There's so many trophies in this auntie's mantle. Oh and I'm like, well, I can't spell. I don't know what to tell you. Um. <laughs> Wait, can I take a brief um, detour? Yes. So our crystal chemistry professor found out you were from Southern California. Oh, my God. Now you really the spelling bee. Oh, my God. He really. So we were doing what were, what were we doing? We were doing like icebreakers freshman year. No, sophomore year. And he was asking where we were all from. And I said I was from the Bay Area. And he was like, oh, you've never won a spelling bee or something? (laughs) (laughs) That's where it started. He saw Brown Girl Bay Area. (laughs) I was like, this is triggering me. But like you were saying, there's so much competition, right? Yeah, there's a lot of competition. And I think like, I have never given two craps about that I'm just like you know what I'm gonna do what I want um so I think that was a lot easier for me to kick once I grew up but I think a lot of people are still that toxic yeah so 
what would be, I guess, your takeaway from this whole conversation? Like, what advice would you give to, say, a girl, a South Asian girl who's going to college and who is really looking to make those strong female, maybe even South Asian friendships? I don't have a takeaway. You don't have anything that you would tell a young South Asian woman? woman oh, my know? God. You know what? I'm still figuring it out. Okay, well, I just... come back to you. Let's ask Kaya. <laughs> She's frozen. Um... I would say just, yeah, actively go out of your way um, mm-hmm. to get involved with in orgs, um, whether it's co-ed or um, like female-based, but mm-hmm. seek out those friendships, um, yeah. people that support you and uplift you. Um, and I've found that usually it's women that uplift other women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, women that empower other women. Mm-hmm. I think men sometimes I... miss that common sense that they have to go out of their way um yeah but when you've been on the other side you know what it feels like and you know what needs to happen exactly mm-hmm. hi it's vanlina i was editing and realized that kaya had a great point that she wanted to add in so here hearing from kaya now hi guys just wanted to jump back and give a quick little shout out to little brown diary it's a facebook group uh, that's met for south asian uh, women in america or all over the world and they have subchapters per city and per different topics so when I moved to New York City, um, that was the page that I used to meet a lot of incredible women that I'm still friends with. So if anyone's looking to meet new people but don't know a way to actually start conversations, I think that's a good page to look at. Thanks, Kaya. Okay, back to the podcast. Yeah, that's really that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I think you have to really like work also to unlearn unconscious bias. Um, mm-hmm. I know I had to unlearn all my unconscious bias, but the rewards are so incredible and fantastic and like you said like no one supports women like other women and like if you can find yeah. that it's incredible it's it's really really like a something that I didn't really expect to find in college um when I went to college I was sort of like okay gotta get that bag <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so lovely like I could just you know I'm proofreading an email I put it in the group chat and I have 20 girls checking it for <laughs> unnecessary exclamation points that's fantastic that's um true I forgot that we all used to do that yeah oh my god um and that's like that was so helpful like genuinely I think I have less email anxiety do I still add a lot of exclamation points yes um but you know what? I'm proud of them, and I think they make me happy, so I'm keeping my exclamation points. Um, I think, though, circling all the way back, um, I think I've decided what my takeaway or, like, my advice would be based off of our conversation. And, Van, and I think you mentioned this earlier. It's put out the energy that you want to get back. So if you're going to go out there expecting to be backstabbed or expecting to have to talk shit about somebody – that's probably what's going to end up happening. Yeah. 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 yeah so I think it's going to end up doing too. And then, no, mm-hmm. sorry, no one's going to want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a great takeaway. Yeah. Lovely conversation. Thanks yeah. for being my female friends, guys. This is fun. Aw. I will not be returning that. To you. <laughs> huh? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to end this. Oh, should I sing us out? Yes. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's oh, off. I need a new girl song. Mm. They want to hurt me. I'm a hot girl. I do hot shit. 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 I do h
Cause I ain't thirsty 